We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are on the air. We are glad you are with us. And uh, we are uh, ecstatic today as the Green Bay Packers are 4-0 and on the season going into going into the, uh, the bye week. First quarter of the year, undefeated. And they've looked extremely good in doing it. Uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. Uh, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, and Ryan, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, what do you take away when you think about last night's ball game and, and some of the things that come to mind? What, what probably come to mind? Just dominance. I mean, I think that's the, been the, the word through four games now. What's the best Packers offense that you've seen in recent history? It's the 2011 offense, right? Well, through four games in 2011, the Packers put up 148 points. 1,797 yards, which is a lot. They have 152 points and 1,783 yards through four games this season. And it's different. It's it's not the depth in the receiving talent plus your Michael Finley and just just throw into a really talented guy every play like they were in, in, in 2011. Really, this offense it, the bedrock of this offense to go along with the quarterback is the, the depth and the talent of their backfield. And you saw it last night, as good as Robert Tanyan was, and he, he had just, you know, three touchdowns. He had, he had a night for the, for, for the ages for, for that kid. It was really the ability to use Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, not just as running backs, but as receivers, to share the field together, to dictate matchups with those two that really – was laid the groundwork for the entire offensive approach. And, you know, when you are undermanned at receivers, they were last night, no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard, obviously. It really helps to have a couple running backs like they've gotten in Jones and Williams. And it, that, that was, that was everything for, for this offense. And so it's, it's just, it's been, it's been dominant through four games. It's going to be really fun, Bill, to see in two weeks, this Packers offense against the Bucks defense, because that, that's going to be a tremendous matchup. We got to wait to get there. But it's it, through four games, you couldn't really ask for much more. 
Um, the play of uh, we we started with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and and people say, well, we've noticed a change. He's a happier quarterback. He's buying in. What specifically have you noticed? He gets rid of the ball quicker, uh, and he's thrown to a lot of open guys. And so when the ball's on time and your guys aren't covered, this is what it looks like, right? I mean, how many times was Robert Tanyan actually covered? He, he was tripped on a touchdown last night. He did that somersault, uh, got up without breaking stride, caught the ball for his third touchdown. So how many times was he actually covered? It, it, the Falcons didn't cover him. Um, right. It's just been like that all all season. Like he's thrown to open guys. He's thrown on time, and he, he he's got the arm talent. That, I mean, I don't think anyone really ever questioned whether or not he had any arm talent. You you see him make all the throws the past couple of years. That that was never a question. It was just he would hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, and it was kind of like watching an engine with, run without oil. It, it was it was painful to watch because. It just it wasn't on schedule. It was delayed. It, it just it looked off. This this is different, and it, I think it really does. It starts with with the ability to get rid of the ball. You can say whether or not that's Rodgers making a conscious decision to deal it, or if it's because guys are more open. It's probably a bit of both. Um, and then the cerebralness, the, the, the ability to. And, I, and I, I'm curious what your judgment is, Bill, uh, on this one. That that third and seven, I, I thought it was hut go and not hard count that he said. Either way, it's third down. If you know anything about Rodgers on third down at this point, he's going to hard count you on third down. It, it is an obvious thing. It's third down, he will hard count you. He's done it all season. He's done it for multiple seasons. And he's still able to get the Falcons to jump. How you don't watch the balls? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's obvious that's going to happen, and, and it still works. It's it's really remarkable. He's just playing the game at a different plane right now. I look at um, the guys around him, and so is the level of talent that we judged better than what we thought it was, or being elevated because of Rodgers and scheme? I think it's being elevated as much about yeah. scheme as, as, as the quarterback. Really, um, guys are being schemed wide open look at that you know and this this is maybe a bad example because aaron jones is really really talented but look at the aaron jones touchdown look look at that in terms of scheming guys open two defenders take robert tonning on the inside and aaron jones is standing the aaron jones the nfl's leading touchdown guy like going back to last the start of last year nobody in the league has caught has caught a rush for as many touchdowns as aaron jones if there's one guy near the goal line that you need to cover it's Aaron Jones, and he's wide open in the left flat because two guys took the, the, the inside route. Uh, guys are getting schemed open. The quarterback's obviously a great quarterback, elevates receivers. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that – I think the talent is what it is. I, I think people are maybe a little premature to decide – okay, not getting a receiver in this spring is, is not going to have any effect. It hasn't had any effect. It hasn't had any detriment whatsoever in the first four games. Wait until they, you know, the, the long haul. Wait till they go up against better defenses, the truly elite defenses in the league, which they're going to have to encounter if they want to go to the Super Bowl at some point. Um, I'm st- I still think it's premature to say it's not going to have any detriment, but through four games it certainly has been no issue whatsoever. Um, the defense, I know Zadarius Smith talked about tackling fundamentals last night, things that they need to work on. 
Um, I, you know, it, it wasn't as relevant or evident last night as we had seen to say against Kamara of uh, the Saints, but I, I thought it was a better defensive performance uh, last night, didn't you? Yeah, it, it it was really a resurgent defensive performance. Darius Smith getting three sacks and getting off the, not really off the snide. You know, he had two sacks in three games, but it just wasn't. And he also had the game-changing fumble, forced fumble against Taysom Hill in New Orleans, but it wasn't a dominant performance yet. He, he'd been getting a lot of double teams, and you know, he said he wasn't frustrated, but it's it's hard to think he wasn't a little frustrated with all the double teams he's getting. Well, three sacks, he's now tied for the league lead with five sacks. Um, what they were able to do against Calvin Ridley, you know, he he had the hamstring injury coming in, so he wasn't a hundred percent. But zero catches is mind-boggling because that guy uh, that, that that just doesn't happen with Calvin Ridley. Um, so a really good performance uh, in the secondary. Bottom line, sixteen points against this Falcons offense is pretty good. You know, it, you go back against this, with the same cast of characters to past years when this Packers defense didn't belong on the same field as the Falcons offense. Uh, it, it, it could not, would not, should not even try to cover Julio Jones and, and, and defend Matt Ryan. Uh, it was very different last night. I, uh, I like what they're doing with many different formations, many different sets, many different features. Uh, the question I had asked me numerous times last night is Aaron Jones playing himself into a pay raise that is not going to be able to be afforded by the Green Bay Packers. Well, with cap manipulation, not being able to be afforded is a very uh, loose term because teams, if they want to go out and, and afford a guy, they can go out and afford a guy. Um, is he paying, playing his way into a very lucrative contract? Yeah. Um, you know, he's, I tweeted it earlier, at the quarter pole of the season, he's on pace for 1,496 rushing yards, 540 uh, receiving yards, and 24 touchdowns. Only two guys in NFL history have had 15 rushing yard, 1,500 rushing yards, 500 receiving yards, and 25 touchdowns in a season, LT and Priest Holmes. That's the type of season that through the quarter pole, Aaron Jones is flirting with. Suffice it to say, if he's able to approach those numbers, he's going to get a lot of money, and, and there's no question about that. Now it's 12 more games to go, and, and who knows what's going to happen for multiple reasons, right? He's got to stay healthy. Uh, COVID has to not derail this entire season, which is obviously a, a great potential of, of happening. Um, but who knows what's going to happen. But if, if he gets those benchmarks, he's going to get paid. I, uh, I like the way Matt LaFleur has called games. I know at the goal line he has stated over and over again he needs to be better. Last night, boy, I tell you what, you could clearly see they were stacking the box. You put in a two-tight end set and drop somebody out into the flat. I mean, it was because I had said go for it. I love the fact that he's aggressive. But I thought the play call is what everybody thought was going to happen, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And they were running down on time, and they had to call it really fast, and it seemed like they were a step slow. So it was a calamity of different things that did not allow them to punch it in. Um, that's the one area, if I had any criticism at all for some of the play calling, that's the one area where I think I might take – a step back and say, okay, have the play calls inside that red zone or on those fourth downs where they've been trying to punch it in, have those been good? Have you had the same assessment? Yeah, you know, it's, it's remarkable, 152 points. First time in Packers history that they've opened a season with 30 points, four straight games. As good as the offense has been, they haven't really been that good in the red zone, which is kind of counter-logical, right? You wouldn't think an offense this dominant 
would be anything but dominant in the red zone, and they haven't been. Uh, you know, the issue, you know, Matt LaFleur, as he's done since he was hired, took himself to task last night for not being in the same flow and, and rhythm as a play caller as he was the previous week in New Orleans. Um, and a great example was that fourth and goal from the one where Matt LaFleur talked about seeing as they lined up, the Falcons defense was in cover zero. They were sending everyone on the run. He knew what the play call was. He knew that it was a dive into the middle of the line. You don't do that against cover zero. He he really, he was hard on himself for not calling a timeout. He, he said he liked the, he liked the gumption, right? He liked the idea of going for it there. And that makes sense. He's an aggressive guy. This is a very good offense. It, it, the defense was good last night, but but it, 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 for the most part, they've had to outscore teams to win early this season. It, the, the idea, the, the 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 thought process checked out. It made sense. The play was not a good one, and and he knew that. So, um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, one, you you want production anyway, and they've had it. But two, you want accountability when the production isn't there, and 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 there's a something that doesn't go right, and and you've gotten a lot of that from Matt Lafleur. Um, defensively, I want to go back to the defense. Mike Pettin, he was kind of moving guys around a lot last night. You don't have a Kenny Clark. Obviously, Kirksey has gone down. That linebacking core uh, became really kind of the focal point last evening. Give me your assessment of the middle linebacking core real quick. Well, you know, it, it's amazing that Chris Barnes is, is linebacker number one right now when, you know, it's he, he was recently released out of camp. Um, the Falcons – didn't do anything in their game plan to hurt the Packers second level. And that's if, if you can hurt this, this defense, you would think it'd be on the second level. They didn't really take advantage of that. So um, the, are there deficiencies there? Yeah, sure. But so far they've been able to hide them and cover them effectively. Great stuff as always, Ryan. I certainly appreciate a big win last night for the Packers. Uh, and anything coming up that you're going to write about during the bye week specifically? You know, it, it, we'll see. I think that that's what today is about. I, I, I was struck, Bill, with how Matt Lafleur closed his his comments last night. You know that players have to stay home for the bye. Usually, mm-hmm. they'd be allowed to leave, and this is for veteran players like Aaron Rodgers. This would be you know, take a week and just get get out of Dodge, right? Well, they can't because of COVID protocols. And it was stunning to me just just to see and to hear Matt Lafleur pleading with the Green Bay community to wear masks, to, to do to be responsible with public health because the players are staying here. And if you look at the data right now, here is not where you want to be. Like this is Northeast Wisconsin is not where you want to be inundated and, and, and isolated and, and staying here. Um, so it, it, you know, it's it really remarkable kind of basically just taking citizens the task and saying you know if you want to you're a Packers fan you want to do what you can to help the team you tailgate you, you come to games you're, you're horse by halftime because you want to lend your voice to help the team win well if, if that's who you are and you don't win a mask wear a mask you know you, you got to reevaluate so uh he he was as direct and as blunt as as I think we've ever heard him we've, we've heard him be very direct and blunt when it comes to COVID but Never more so than last night, basically pleading with, with citizens to wear masks. And if you look at the data in Northeast Wisconsin right now, for every good reason. Um, you know, you're a Packers fan, you want to see this magical season continue, put a mask on. 
I, I think at some point, too, don't they, they want to put fans back in the stands. I was saying that uh, last night right. that I know that, that after the first two games they wanted to reevaluate. How can you do that right now or at least consider that when you do have a hot spot? Now, granted, other stadiums are doing it, and even collegiate stadiums are doing it. But if you're the Packers, do you then kind of pull back and hesitate because you're sitting in the midst of a hot spot right now? You can't do it responsibly. I don't know if they will or not. They haven't given an indication. But if you just look at the number, this is not opinion. It's 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 fact. It's data. It's it's number driven. Look at the data, and then try to decide how you can do that responsibly. Right. You can't. And and so if you want that to go down, if you want a chance to be at Lambeau Field this season, put a mask on. I, I understand that this has become politicized, but at the end of the day, data is data, and. If you want, if you want to be actively involved, if you want to see this Packers season continue and 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 and, and go to where it might be heading, and this is what this is on the this team is on the short list of teams that could absolutely win a Super Bowl this year. This is a potentially magical season. If you want to see that continue, if you want to be part of it in the stands, you wear a mask. It's as yep. simple as that. No doubt. Good stuff, buddy. As always, appreciate it. Okay. All right. Take care, Bill. There you go. Talk to you soon. Uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Office's Divorce, Child Custody, and Other Family Law Needs. Go with experience. Go with the personal service and somebody who's been doing it for a long time. That is Thomas Marola Law Office's online at marolalaw.net or call him 414-327-5800. Great guy. 414-327-5800. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Let the good times roll and I want these words to make We're back. We're glad you're here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday night, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Go to BudLight.com. we got Scott Grodsky from CBS 58. Remember Earl Arms from CBS 58 from uh, a few years back. Earl's going to be here as well talking about this Packers fast start, the 4-0 start, the undefeated start to their season. So we'll get into that coming up on Thursday night, 6-8 on many of these same stations. Um... The uh, the last night, couple of games, couple of contests. You had not one but two Monday night games, and they've done this in the past to start the season. Are you a fan of putting uh, two games, or do you like the standalone game on Monday Night Football? I am. Uh, look, I think our world, when you look at uh, the world of sports, uh, you know, more football is better football uh, to, for the most part. I don't think they've saturated the market. The Thursday night game. I, I think I would miss it if it wasn't there, but I've always said I could do without it, but I don't know if I could, in all honesty. I mean, you get some college football, you get some uh, Friday night football, you get Saturday football, and the, the world returns to normal. You get pretty much inundated with football. But uh, but looking ahead, would you like to see more of those kind of double headers on Monday night for the Monday night football contest? I like it. Um, and again, I don't think more football is a bad thing, but, uh, for the physicality of the game, for the turnaround of the game, I would, I, again, I understand the argument the players make and the quality of football on Thursday night has not necessarily been what you would like it to be, but 
it has been um, it hasn't been great. I guess is the best way to put it. It's it's been more of a turnoff on Thursday night than it certainly has been on Monday night. And Monday night, most teams get that extra you know day to prepare. Now, if you have a quick turnaround to a Sunday game, well, you get one less day to recover. But it's not as quick as that Thursday night turnaround. But would you like to see more games? On Monday night, would you rather have two games on Monday night and zero games on Thursday night, or do you like it the way it is with one game on Monday, one game on Thursday, and and then you know obviously the full slate of games, including Sunday night, happening on the weekend? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Again, eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. You want to chime in? Feel free. Again, eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Jack over uh, off of the Facebook fan page in the email, and he says, uh, I'm not a fan of two games on Monday night, but I'm not a fan of the, the Thursday night game either. Go back to Sundays and one game on Monday, and I am happy. Uh, Tom says, uh, a lot of flipping back and forth, but love me some uh, some Packers. Give me more, give me more, give me more. Uh, you've got uh, Chris. He writes in the Wendy's email inbox, says, uh, Monday night football is a drag. I'd rather see my team play Sunday night. That has become the most watched football game. I don't know what the ratings are for Monday night football, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know. I think Sunday nights are better. I think Sunday night has been where the focus is. Monday night standalone has always been something that um, I, I it's always been something that has been tradition, and it's been the honor to be chosen to play on Monday night. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Sunday night has kind of taken over that 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 glitz and glam, so to speak. Would you agree? Uh, Jay says, only if they don't overlap like they did yesterday, which means you'd have to start one at five and one at eight. And they'll overlap still by a few minutes, but you'd have to start at one, basically start at four Eastern time. Um, and go till what seven, and then from seven to ten, or five Eastern time, and go till midnight. You know, in the Midwest, and even later on the on the West Coast. I mean, I I don't know what the manipulation of time would be. You know what I mean? Um, Jay Zilla says, "No, nah, I don't want Monday Night Football to go, but I'm probably never sitting down for six straight six straight hours of football on a Monday night. I'd rather see a Friday or a Saturday night game versus doubling down on Monday night." So there you go. Just a few opinions about all of this. Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press Gazette is going to join us. We're going to talk more about this Packers fast start and more about this team going into the bye week. This portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at the Biofuels Association. If you're cruising around out there, you're looking around right now, and you see a lot of corn drying out there in the fields, and you ask yourself, why? Why is it still here? And that's because it is probably going to be ethanol fuel for your vehicle uh, or feed corn. But uh, it's not the sweet corn that you're going to be picking up on the uh, grocery store corner. I'll tell you that right now. So that's the way they do it. And they're going to be out there harvesting it right now and throughout the month of October. And think about it. It helps the farmers. It helps the the truck drivers, the refinery workers, the dispensaries. And when you spend your money on on unleaded 88 or E85, that helps everybody. And it's like, uh, you know, a financial ripple on a pond. It helps the farmers. It helps the truck drivers. It helps the factory workers, all that stuff. So think about that the next time you go to fill up. If you've got a car newer than 2001, chances are you can run unleaded 88 through it. All you have to do is, for all the information, and to find out if your car qualifies, go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. 
org and see for yourself uh, not only what you can do for your vehicle but what you can do for the farmers what you can be uh, an advocate for so to speak and uh, and help everybody out and again if you have that uh, flex fuel badging the green badging on the back of your car on the gas cap you can run e85 through your car and that's even better that even helps more because that's made with more ethanol so think about it the next time you go to uh, fill up at the pump and see what your car can and can't take go to abetterfuel.org that's abetterfuel.org Dot org. Eric Branch, check the Rebay Press Gazette and PackersNews.com. Going to join us talking about this Packers win last night next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I think the beauty in this offense and Matt and, and, uh, and Nathaniel and uh, Steno and the guys putting the plan together is, you know, we just had a number of different uh, personnel groupings. You know, we had three uh, halfbacks on the field at one time. Did a lot of stuff with Jamal and Aaron on the field, and, and moving them out to receiver positions and running plays. So, you know, there was there was uh, some different things that we had to do without 17. That uh, you know, I'm really proud of the way the guys picked up the stuff and, and you know made plays when they had opportunities. There's Aaron Rodgers talking about the opportunities for some of the young guys that needed to, quote, step up last night. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. The 555 is back, 5% bonus savings. On top of five years, no interest, five months before your first payment. And all you got to do is go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And see for yourself. Beautify your home. Add value to your home. But most importantly, keep the cold out and the warm in. And uh, don't have those high uh, heating bills. And be very secure and beautify your place. So a lot of good positives coming out of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. Speaking of a lot of positives, last night, positives coming out of Lambeau Field. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and uh, PackersNews.com. Find him at Eric Baranchek one over there on Twitter. Uh, Eric, I, I tell you what, I, I don't even know where to look for negatives other than maybe some fundamental things like tackling and such and, you know, a couple of linebackers shooting the A-gap and blowing up some plays last night. But what a what a solid performance by the Packers to start, to, to you know, before they now go into the break, right? Oh, I I agree. I, I think the, the play from that quarterback position is out of this world. Um I mean, there a couple of a couple of miscues by the receiving core, and his numbers could have been even higher than they were. So it's pretty exciting, I think, for uh, for the you know the guys over there at twelve sixty five to be able to to line up and 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 have enough uh, running attack to to open things up, and and then that that you know with Aaron Rodgers throwing everything on a dime right now, it's it's pretty impressive. What do you see? I had talked to Ryan Wood about this earlier, uh, and he just says, "Hey, Rodgers is getting rid of the ball quicker," but and when I, which I think is obvious to to many. But what else do you see regarding Aaron Rodgers in the play right now? Well, you know, last year and the year before, you know, the last couple of years, you saw a lot of throwing off the back foot, mm-hmm. um, and you don't see that now because you know if you go back to last season, you know the 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 bugaboo was sometimes the deep balls were short, so people were wondering, holy cow, he's, you know, he's declined, he can't make the deep throws anymore. Um, and some of the soft touch passes to his left predominantly in the flat or in the, you know, over in that area, um, sometimes he had trouble with accuracy, and, and that was primarily because he wasn't, he wasn't turning his hips and getting his hips around to be able to make that throw successfully in the right spot. Instead of, you know, a lot of times... If you don't turn your hips, that ball is going to go behind the, the running back. 
because you're trying to overcompensate with your with your arm. So it's going behind the running back or it's going over the running back's head. But you see right now those throws in the flats that the running backs uh, into the receivers are, are right on the money, tight spiral, spun it just right. You know, his mechanics, and a lot was said last year, and you would talk to him about it, and he would bah humbug you and this and that. But I think if you got him in, the, in a room alone, he would say, yeah, you know what, uh, you know, some things have changed. I mean, he's stepping into his throws. And a lot of that is starts with the offensive line. You know, every, you know, if, if he's running for his life back there constantly, he's not making those throws. So the offensive line is where it starts, and they, they are protecting him. Um, he's comfortable. He's stepping in the throws, using proper technique. And because and, his, his arm is, is – you can throw it at any angle. Um, and sometimes those 20, 30-yard passes just look so effortless. Uh, coming out of his hand, and it's a lot. You know, part of that's because of his, his leg strength, and he's being able to um, step in the balls and, and stay balanced. And more importantly, um, he's not have to run for his life. I mean, he's able. He's pretty comfortable back there. The only sack that they gave up last night was basically because he, you know, he he ran the ball, didn't get to the line of scrimmage. He could have thrown that out of bounds. I mean, so there was not a lot of danger in him last night of being. Um, um, harassed by any of the defenders, or all season long, has he been harassed a whole lot? So that uh, those two things together is what's what's coupling up with this uh, this passing attack. Yeah, the offensive line uh, last night, I thought it did really again a, a very solid job. When he has had pressure, if you want to call it pressure, he's been able to kind of give you a jump step or a step up, uh, and the offensive linemen have kept that pocket kind of moving upfield. Uh, or far enough away from him where he's able to kind of get a couple of steps and move out to his left or his right. So the pressure on Rodgers, while he has had to make some adjustments, has it's almost been like it's been, I don't want to say easy for him, but the fact that it looks easy tells you how comfortable he is right now behind this line and with the guys around him, right? Absolutely. You know, and, and some of the, you know, some of the throws are looking kind of easy um, because of the scheme. You know, I, I just, you know, like some of the passes that Tanya and last night were set up because of, not so much because of the run game, but because you got to honor the backs coming out of the backfield. So uh, there was a play in the first quarter that it was the sec, actually the second play of the game was, I thought was um, fantastic. It was, it was a great play design, number one, and then number two, executed perfectly. Uh, you can draw up the best plays you want, but you still got to execute it. So they had two tight ends to the right with an offset running with Jones in the backfield offset to the right of the quarterback. And they had Irvin motion into there. So you have four threats on that side of the ball on that side of the line of scrimmage and they're playing in cover too. So you saw one, you know, uh, Sternberger, he, he dragged the coverage off to the sideline deep and you saw Aaron Jones sneak out to the flat. So you had a root. So that linebacker sitting in cover two had to, he had to focus on, on 33 and whether or not he was going to be getting the ball or not. And then they go back the other way and, and poor, poor the, the, the uh, nickel cornerback, the ball was – Tanyan broke and the ball was out. And then the cornerback, he didn't have a chance. And it was just a beautiful play design because because all of the coverage was floating that way where they had a four-receiver threat. And Tanyan goes up the seam and, you know, it was kind of like a, a out in the middle of the part of the field – uh, you know, unbelievable, you know. So yeah. it, it's been those guys. You know, the play design, but the quarterback play has been great, and the offensive line a little spotty in the run game yesterday, but in the pass game, wow, 
just tremendous. Talking with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Yeah, I noticed last night there was a couple of times, even on that fourth down play, uh, the play prior, they had kind of ignored the tight end. And I, that's why, I mean, really quickly I tweeted out, go for it, go for it. I would have thrown the ball, not run the ball. They were clearly stacking the box, thinking it was going to be Aaron Jones or whomever in the backfield. Uh, they brought everybody in. You run a two-tight end set, or you just, like you said, you overload uh, a one side or the other with tight ends and, and shoot somebody out into the flat. You pretty much got a, a walk-in, easy pass touchdown. So uh, when, when Matt LaFleur says, man, I would have changed the play call or what have you, maybe that's what he's talking about in that particular sense. But other than that, I'm thinking schematically for what they're running, I mean, it's almost been – like even from last last year to Mike McCarthy, at times you could see a little similarity in kind of the way they used to do things being indoctrinated. This year it's like so far away from what you're witnessing with Mike McCarthy in Dallas and what we witnessed with Mike McCarthy a couple of years ago here. It's so far dramatically different. It's it's just a whole brand new look Green Bay Packers. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I like the way that they flood zones. Um, they do little rubs. Um, they utilize – Everybody on that offense, if you, you know, anybody except for the five down linemen can get the ball on any given play. And, and the way that they come out, I mean, they they came out. I've never seen a three a thirty uh, uh, personnel grouping, three running backs, zero tight ends, or or even twenty two running backs, zero tight ends. You didn't you don't see some of that's out of necessity because they're short on wide receivers right now with some injuries. But but I just thought the. Um, the way you're scratching your head as a D coordinator sitting there looking at this, what the heck are they, what's going on here? And the, the way they utilize their running backs, you know, another play where they had was um, uh, they dragged a, a, a tight end out and they had, you know, Jamal Williams was killing it out of the backfield. So they, they flashed Jamal Williams to, to the, um, to the flat. Again, they're in cover two and that cover two corner, he's got a squat because of, 30 gets the ball with a full head of steam. He's going to run right by him. So he squats just enough for Aaron Jones to get between him and the safety, and they drop the dime right in between there. I mean, just incredible um, use of their personnel um, that I saw last night and in the week uh, prior. But um, just you're scratching your head constantly because every time you think you've got something, there's an answer to it. There's a, there's some other wrinkle that's coming off the backside. So it's really uh, it's fun to watch. Because um, you know the last couple of years of McCarthy sitting up in that press box, it got a little boring. Uh, but this is fun to watch. There's a lot. I mean, your eyes have got to be disciplined as a defender trying to play face this football team. Hey, real quick before I let you go. So going into the bye week, there's a lot of talk. I mean, I noticed that Arius Smith said, "Look, we got to get better at tackling fundamentals." He had harped on that just before you know he ended up wrapping up his Zoom conference call last night with the media. Um, what is, if any, the Achilles heel of this team where we could say down the road? Because I can't really pick the schedule and go, okay, here's their losses. You can say maybe here, maybe there, but I, I don't think there's a team that they couldn't beat. And in, in the beginning of the season, I thought a little bit differently about that. So you tell me, what is the Achilles heel of this team? In the middle, in the middle of their defense right now. Um, they don't have a playmaker on the field currently until Kenny Clark gets back at the uh, defensive line position and they're weak at the linebacker spot. Chris Barnes has been a nice surprise, and he's certainly capable. Not explosive, though. Not going to be nice in the backfield to make those two-yard losses. And I think, you know, Ty Summers, you love the guy. He gets people lined up. He reads really well. He gets in the right spot, but he can't. He struggles finishing. You know, that touchdown run by um, Todd Gurley last night in the third quarter, I just was – he just – 
I mean, he was there. He made the right read. He got to the right spot, but couldn't finish. Couldn't couldn't finish the tackle. So, if I'm a team, and and, and the, the here's here's the God's honest truth: if you want to beat the Packers, the only thing you can do is keep twelve on the field, uh, on the sideline. You got to keep that offense off the field, and you got to run the ball to keep them off the field. And so, you want to get first and second down. You want to pick up two, three yards, four yards a crack on first and second down, run the ball right down the gut, run it right up their throat so that now the, the, the offense, the Packers defense is facing third down and three or shorter. That's a tougher spot to be in than third and eight and have to deal with, you know, the Smith brothers breathing down their neck and two really good corners on the outside and a safety that's starting to pick it, pick up his game and Savage. I'll take my chances on third and three and everybody would, but they have to, you know, teams are going to have to be really good on first and second down to get to that spot. They don't have to get big chunks, but just keep the clock running. And I do it by running. I'd find where 44 is on the field, get, make them in base defense, 21, 22 personnel, and run right at 44. That's what, that's, that's their, their Achilles heel right now. They, that, that kid from Minnesota, hopefully he can get back and Kirksey can get back because that's the, that's the, the, the problem with their defense right now. That's the spot. Great stuff as always. We will talk again uh, later in the week, okay? All right. Enjoy your week. Thanks for having me on. You too. There's Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. Going to hear a little bit from Robert Tanya, and also we're going to talk a little bit more in the next hour with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers get a decisive win over the Falcons, 30-16 on Monday Night Football, but Matt LaFleur says he expects a lot of sore players in the training room. That was one of the hardest hitting defenses I feel like I've seen in my time in the, in the NFL, and they were battling to the end. There was zero quit in that football team. In the first half, the Falcons had a 94-yard drive held to just a field goal. Packers linebacker Zadarius Smith. Uh, it was big, man. You know, the uh, last couple games, we haven't been good at doing that. So to be in that situation and, and to make those plays in the red zone was big for us. Green Bay now 4-0 headed into the bye. The Falcons are 0-4 and host the Panthers on Sunday. Head coach Dan Quinn. You know, as we get to the close of our first quarter of the season, uh, we've got a team full of fighters and warriors, but our second quarter cannot look like our first. And I expect those two quarters of football to look a hell of a lot different. That's Dan Quinn in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Robert Tanyan, after the game, was asked if he had a chance to kind of reflect on the game that he just had. I'll probably wake up tomorrow morning with a better understanding. Right now, I'm just, I'm just happy we're four and zero. Honestly, I mean, four and zero going into bye week. We were three and one last year. Uh, so, as long as we're improving, I'm good over here. They're they're improving, no doubt. He also talks about being an improved player. It is nice to get more opportunities, and you know, I'm definitely a, you know, improved player from last year, and. Um, you know, we got a good room, tight end room, and I can't thank J.O. enough, you know, our tight ends coach enough. And he's just been 
so supportive and, you know, encouraging. And, you know, he, he's like, we talked before the season, uh, we don't want anything to slip. Like if we want to be the best tight end group, you know, in the NFL, we're not going to let stuff slip. So I'm credit to JL for getting us right. And he also got into the discussion of the barrel roll, the somersault. Yeah. Um, I just had the, uh, corner out, uh, just moved him outside and, slipped back inside and he was holding me and we both went to the ground and, you know, I've been doing, you know, yoga twice a week. So I think the somersault helped just kind of got it back on my feet. And next I know the ball's in there. It's crazy that Aaron held onto it that long for me to get up and throw it to me. But yeah, that was crazy. That's great stuff. The yoga helped out. He was also asked if he felt, you know, kind of a lot of pressure because when your starters go down, you may have a lot of pressure to feel as if you got to be the next man up. It wasn't that I felt that I needed to perform. I just had to continue to do what I've been doing and just keep, you know, playing well and stick to the game plan. And like I said before, just when plays come to me, I got to make them. And, you know, Aaron had a nice, nice little look in his eye tonight. So I just was trying to roll with that. And he talks about Aaron's play so far as well. Before the season, I already knew it was going to happen, Wes. I already knew it was going to happen. That's all I got to say. Knew that Rogers was going to be this great. Hey, my friends, the fall colors, spectacular up north. Also, golfing, spectacular up north. You heard me talk about the Timberstone Championship Golf Course at Pine Mountain Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Rated one of the top golf courses in the country. Amazing views, natural setting. Right now, they've got a great stay-and-play package going on up there because they're going to be open until Sunday, October 25th. So weather permitting, get up there. It's going to be beautiful the remainder of the week as well. Here's an idea for you if you're a business owner or a manager. Beginning October 18th, groups of 25 or more, you can take over the Pine Mountain Resort or own the island at the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. A great idea for a company retreat or a business uh, meeting or something like that. For more information or to book your fall stay-and-play golf package, Go to the4seasonswi.com. That is the4seasonswi.com or timberstonegolfcourse.com. That's timberstonegolfcourse.com. More on this Packers victory, more on the Green Bay Packers, more chatter. We got Mike Clements come up in the next hour as well. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 